Happy Friday, everybody. Um, I was super eager to get this episode out because I know that I've been a little bit behind in my episodes and that really has everything to do with that that secret word busy that everybody uses way too often um that's actually something a word that my husband and I kind of refuse to use because we can all be busy uh we live in a really fast-paced world where we well especially myself uh and my family we take on a lot and um You know, it's, I also find, I kind of blame how expensive it is to live here in uh, Western, uh, yeah, Western Canada, Uh, on the West Coast here, BC, Vancouver, it's, you know, it's probably, I think it's on the list of the top most beautiful places to live in the world. Um, And the price is right for that. But um, I don't, I mean... I don't want to say I'm too busy for anything because I, I do want, this is my passion and I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, I didn't do the podcast to make money. I do not make money on this podcast. I'm not sponsored by anybody. I do this out of pure passion and love. Um, so what's happening right now is I've already been running a home business. I've been in the beauty industry for like over 15 years. I've been an esthetician and nail tech for this whole time I did it with my kids growing up and now I've started a second business in coaching Um, I just finished a a really good coach coaching course called the strong coach Um, if you listen to shrug collective podcast um, which has been created by Mike Bloodstow he is also the creator of strong coach which is a really amazing program. Um, If you are into, you want to get into coaching and you want to create a good platform to um, bring in or learn to connect with people. uh, He's very grounded and very spiritual and very much on the same page as me. And that's why I picked this course because when I listen to Mike on his podcast, I feel like I can really relate to him and we have a lot in common. So I finished that course now. It's it's done and it's not over because there is some continuation that I'm, I'm going to be going forward with with it. Uh, absolutely loved it. Totally my group of people loved it. So prior to being an entrepreneur, I knew that I loved helping people. Uh, I worked in the customer service industry and I love it. Like I love, obviously I love connecting with people and um, I really, really get off on, like people really like to talk about themselves and not in like in a sense where you know I, I don't ever find that people are like bragging when I have these conversations it's not too often like I can tell when someone wants to brag and the conversation doesn't become it's not very authentic at that point but the ones that I have I I I really get off on more of an authentic conversation talking about somebody else in you know their higher self not gossip obviously so in the beauty industry being it was like a service industry I really enjoy 
um, you know, when someone comes in, get their nails, waxing, facial makeup, whatever it is, and then they, they come in as they were and they leave feeling the top notch self that for me, I was like, this is awesome. But over the time of the years, like, you know, my focus was my kids and raising them. I found myself evolving from not just that, like I still do it. I still love it. Um, but it just kind of, there was something about just creating the beauty on the outside that I was not fully satisfied with. I do believe, you know, creating the beauty on the outside helps make you feel beautiful, which can raise your confidence. And if you have a, a, a higher confidence in yourself, then what you can achieve is really endless. But for me, you know, it just, it just doesn't stop there. So that's why, you know, when I started, I know I say, you know, a lot and I, I don't know why I do that. But anyways, when I started in the fitness industry, I never realized how much more I could feel than I was feeling before about myself. Now, I love teaching, I love connecting with people, and I've learned that I love coaching. So here we are, from the beauty industry, working from your beauty beauty on the outside in, and now in the coaching fitness industry, we're working on, and everybody starts basically wanting to look a certain way when they get into fitness, but once you start, you realize there's a lot more coming in than just your aesthetic. You're coming in strong, you know. I mean, well, you're not coming. You might not feel strong at first, but it really doesn't take long to get stronger. And then before you know it, you're getting PRs. So when I started coaching people, there was something about that level of confidence that I was seeing in other people that I just like I could not get enough of, honestly. So I am I'm a born and purposeful to help people. I I cannot help it. I just, I love it. And that is what this next episode is about. Now I met with this next uh, interviewee. Uh, His name is Austin. Austin is a born coach. He also went through transformations in his life when he realized that coaching is just so his game. And he's revolutionized himself to taking things on to the next step. So this episode is really going to be geared to more coaching. Um, and if you like coaching other people, if you're, uh, if you're a personal trainer or you're a CrossFit coach, powerlifting coach either way that we talk a lot about programming and you know what that looks like for our clients the demographics uh no matter where you're going to be is going to be different um now where austin lives and where he comes from is well i don't know actually if he was always from whistler but whistler canada is like our one of our biggest mountains and where he's from people aren't as competitive in crossfit Now, that's not everywhere. So his demographic, people do CrossFit so they can get better at mountain biking, snowboarding, uh, swimming, golfing. There's a lot of outdoor activities happening up in the mountain. And people just want to get stronger, better, 
faster at these sports. So that's why they do CrossFit. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, in this episode, I freaking, I caught another cold. Now, this is what happens when you have children, unfortunately, because I know when I did my um, interview with Marlon, I was just getting over a cold then. And then I went and did one with Austin. I went, drove all the way up to Whistler to talk with him. And it was an amazing visit, by the way. So this is going to be a bit of a longer episode, which is totally fine. But I honestly, like I am coughing a bit in it and I just kind of like shake my head. I'm like, my God, but I haven't been sick since. Thank goodness. So I'm on the up and up in my health. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Always wash your hands, especially if you have children. Um... But yeah, this episode, if you find, you know, I, I like my episodes a bit longer. I don't, I don't mind. Like when I listen to podcasts, I don't mind pausing, uh, in between my driving or whatever I'm doing. And then I'll just revisit it once I get a chance to do that. And it just picks up where I left off. And I like that because sometimes I feel like the short version of the podcast it's you just start getting into the juicy stuff like you just start getting into all the good conversations and sometimes it takes a few minutes to get the ball rolling so um that is what I have for you please thank you please and thank you thank you for joining me and I'm really excited to introduce you to Austin This is Box Talk. I'm your host, the one, the only, Tiffany Garrigus, and welcome to the show. I think the best part is if you can get someone to get some good shenanigans. Yeah. Right? I mean, a lot of episodes can be serious. Depends who you're talking to, but we got a beer, so let's cheers to that. Cheers. Thank you for coming on, Austin. No problem. Thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody, welcome to Box Talk. Austin, what's your last name? Evans. Evans. E-V-A-N-S. Austin. Cool. So, Austin is a mutual friend of Andy B. Andy B. We call him. We call him uh, Big Tree. You call him Big Tree? Yeah. Is there a story behind that? You know what? Okay, so one of the guys that we trained with. He just, he just busts out these nicknames. <laughs> and Andrew, there's always that guy. Yeah, the nickname guy. He's the nick, and his name is Nick. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> that works out. So just well, because Andrew's just, he's a beast within his own, right? Like, and he's thick, and he just he like, thick, yeah. he just does whatever. And Nick's just like, "What's up, big tree?" And then we just, <laughs> we honestly just called him Big Tree or Tree from then on. That's awesome. So in my in one of our episodes, it's AKA Big Trey. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so you and Andrea, how long have you guys been friends? Um, probably over a year. Yeah. Over a year. Cool. Yeah. I went. Uh, he used to train at Sheepdog CrossFit. Yeah. And I'm I'm friends with also um, Paul Paul Tilla. He's a coach in at Sheepdog. Yeah. And went down. Well, he's part owner now. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Which wow. one are you? Senior or junior? Uh, junior. Junior. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, good him, for him and his dad went in on it. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I went down to train with them and met him there. Sweet. And then yeah, we always just like chat on text or Instagram and see what everybody see what we're up to. Yeah. Training and things like that. It's yeah. always good, you know. Because you know everybody's up to something cool. Yeah. I don't know. If you, I don't know. Fuck. It takes it takes one to know one, I think, too. Yeah. You see someone that's just a gamer and just shows up, basically. Mm-hmm. Hey, like I did. <laughs> well, actually, I had a task to perform. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So your coach, we're at CrossFit. CrossFit Whist- Whistler, yeah. CrossFit well, Whistler. now we're now we're Opus Athletics, right. home of CrossFit Whistler. We've rebranded the last couple of years. Sweet. Um, How does that CrossFit look? out of our name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys not uh, an affiliate? No, we're still affiliated. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're just uh, just rebranding the name. Sweet. Yeah. And how come? Um, felt like for a while there, the we still believe in CrossFit and all that stuff, but kind of having that name in front can sometimes put an initial label on your gym. Yeah. Maybe positive or negatively. Yeah. And uh, we just wanted to, yeah, kind of shift shift away from that. And have our have our own brand rather than being like we're still affiliated but like attached to that CrossFit name. Cool. If that makes sense. Totally. Because yeah. I know that uh, when like say the general public see the name CrossFit and they haven't tried it yet, it is intimidating. Or yeah. if they see a gym that they're looking up and it has CrossFit on it, they may or may not. Yeah. But no, I totally get it. Yeah, some people when they walk in, they don't even know this is a CrossFit gym sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so bad. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like any gym that has an open floor plan like that, I'm like automatically, Yeah. this is my thing. Yeah, I don't for know. For sure. Yeah, awesome. um, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a fan of CrossFit. Me and too. Never been, pro- I mean, I've never been more fit in my life. Really, I wasn't. I didn't do athletics too much as a kid. Like I, I did, but I didn't get too deep into it. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a lot of support in that sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I found it late in my life. I'd say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing I love about CrossFit for people that have not experienced maybe athletics growing up is it gives the people opp- opportunity to maybe train like an athlete a little bit. Yeah. And. People can really love that and get addicted to it, and it's cool. Yeah, and then you find that a lot of, um, because, I mean, you know Ryan Fitch? Yep. Yeah, okay, so he says that, like, in his gym, there's no longer really people competitively are training as much. Mm -hmm. It just seems like in his eyes and his area that people are just coming in for overall fitness and health, right? But Mm -hmm. then... I don't know, there's something in that competitive edge when you know that you can compete and you got somebody who's never competed in their life before, that's very attractive. Totally. It is. Like yeah. I don't know many first time starters. Like in a class, you're probably gonna have at least five people who want to compete. Depending on the gym. Way. Yeah, depending on the gym. Yeah, yeah right? totally. Yeah. 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 I'd feel like in our gym we have very few members that have that competitive edge. Okay. Yeah, I would say probably 1% of our members, to be honest. That's interesting. Yeah, our gym, a lot of our the demographic is we have people, because Whistler is such an active community outside of the gym. Yeah. We have so many people that want to come in here to get better at biking and skiing and, and hiking and, you know, being able to go out and, you know, 
so unique that you could probably you could bike ski and run all in the same day especially at this time of year right now so when badass. the mountains when the mountains still open yeah yeah that cool. was um living in bc the the three things you could do was snowboard golf and surf in the same day in the same day dude that's badass. how many places in the world do you think you could do that uh i don't think there is many. not many at all i i'm pretty sure we're on the map is the most beautiful place on earth now oh yeah right like especially the west coast mm -hmm. it's just sick here i west, actually wanted west coast, to move west coast. yeah right like even in oregon coast there like i don't know hands down so beautiful um but let's get to it let's talk about um what you're mostly passionate about you are passionate about coaching as am i like i love it mm -hmm. I, I i don't know if it's because i like telling people what to do and uh more or less of just seeing people win. Yeah. Right? Like, I love seeing people gain strength, PRs, do things they never thought that they could do. Like, it just blows my mind. I, I like being the, when I'm programming for people and I'm coaching, I feel like, like I'm writing their prescription for health. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm, I love that responsibility and being kind of obviously they're in the driver's seat but I, but you know I'm in the passenger seat to help them along the way right and to see them improve their health or get excited about their training or whatever the case might be that's brings a lot of fulfillment into my job into my life as well no kidding mm -hmm. yeah so do you I guess you would be a giver yeah totally right yeah yeah 100 yeah. you can't I feel like you you have to be to be in the the job role I'm in mm. You can't do it for yourself. You have to do it for others. 100%. Yeah. But you, in a way, we are doing it for ourselves because it fulfills that, that hunger, that need. Yeah. That desire. Kind of like what goes around comes around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I mean, then there's the other side of that too, where when you're so passionate about something, you're fucking good at it. 100%. And you master it. And yeah. you just like, you're constantly getting better and, and constantly learning and you just staying curious, yeah. interested. Yeah, you're invested yeah. 100%. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're walking in and yeah, you care about every single person. You care about how they're doing. And yeah, it's it's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk about it for days. So we're <laughs> yeah. going to nerd out about this right now. <laughs> okay, so what does that look like for you and your strategy? Like, Say you get someone new come in, what's your strategy in the sense, okay, well, maybe maybe they have a little bit of athletic background. Yeah. Well, the first thing we definitely do is we, when they come into the gym, you know, we put them through an orientation and kind of foundations program. And basically what we're doing is we're just assessing their movement, right? We got to see where they are coming into the gym. And that's so important. You got to know where they are and what their goals are because, mm -hmm. you know, if somebody's goals are to just, you know, lose a little bit of weight and go on bike rides for longer, do they need to really care about how to snatch heavy? <laughs> like, am I going to teach them to snatch? Absolutely, right? Because that is, um, you know, there's so many good traits to it. There's coordination, balance, you know, obviously a little bit of strength with that as well. But am I teaching them in a way to say, hey, if you move like this, you're gonna snatch 250 pounds one day. Like, chances are I don't really care about that. But if I approach it to them instead of instead of saying it that way, instead of being like, hey, 
you know, if we learn this movement, you're going to be able to be a little bit more balanced, you're going to have a little bit more coordination, and that's going to translate to X, Y, and Z outside the gym. And that mm -hmm. gets people a little bit more excited about learning new movements like that. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah, you just got to kind of maybe approach it just differently based on their goals. But yeah, and then assessing their movement, you know, it's kind of just getting a, <coughs> a starting ground on where they are at to jump in to, know, to you know, the group classes. And mm -hmm. the, a really good thing about our gym is we have a very small coaching staff. So the communication within all the new members and new clients coming in is, uh, is really good. We know who's coming in. We know where they're at. And, uh, and kind of how to properly prescribe them with the proper amount of fitness for when they start, for mm, sure. I see. Yeah. So do you find that you have to work people up? 100%. Point, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean like... Like in capacity? Because sometimes the, the programs and the class is so much more than somebody anybody would ever do out by themselves. Yeah, 100%. You would never do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean if, if it's a huge huge workout and there's a ton of volume you know obviously somebody that's jumping straight in we have to really cut that back you know and keep keep the movements simpler you know a good example it maybe the workout is you know there's lots of cleans in the workout you know lots of squat cleans or something like that and the person isn't even really that good at an air squat yet mm. you know you can't give them a barbell and tell them to do a bunch of heavy squat cleans or even just squat cleans in general mm -hmm. you know maybe it's just we, we get them to hold a dumbbell and they just do goblet squats or they just do air squats, right? And then they need to develop, especially somebody newer in the gym, they need to develop the proper movement patterns before we can give them higher complex movements for sure. Yeah. Because, right? you know, kind of like I just said, if, if their air squat's not very good, well, chances are their clean's not very good as well. <laughs> right? Okay. right? We, we need to make sure the air squat's really, really good Okay, now, <coughs> now let's see how the clean is. Yeah, totally. Oof. I'm just picturing that hinge. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's our job, right? Our job to properly prescribe people with, you know, the the right amount of movements and fitness based on where their level is at. Yep. Yeah, totally. Do you get often questions about nutrition? Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. Not at the start for new people, because uh, maybe newer clients they come in and they're just worrying about just getting in a routine of the gym, right? But then they then they get in that routine, they start to build some momentum. And uh, you know, a lot of the time I get questions like, hey Austin, I've been stuck at this weight for so long, or you know, I, I feel like I'm just working so hard in the gym and I, I haven't got pull-ups yet, or I haven't got chest-to-bar pull-ups, or whatever it is. And you know, the the I don't I don't usually ask them what they're doing inside the gym. I usually ask them what they're doing outside of the gym because, you know, I only see them for one hour of the day. Mm. There's 24 hours in a day. So I got to ask what they're doing with their other 23 hours. How'd you sleep last night? What'd you have for breakfast? Did you eat after your workout? All these things, right? And usually when I, as soon as I start saying those questions to people, they get a little guilty and they get a little guilty luck for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not all the time, but, uh, but you know, when they when they have those questions and then they if they are hitting plateaus in their training and they're coming to me and kind of wondering why and things like that and they start asking those questions you know it's really eye-opening for them and they're like oh maybe maybe i am not doing what i need to do to really progress inside of the gym i need to start focusing on mm -hmm. things outside of the gym because mm -hmm. that's really like that's the make or break 
for the most part when you when you once you get a solid gym routine and you know that's kind of a non-issue anymore we need to focus on things what you're doing outside of the gym because again like i said you're only in here for most of the time one hour to 90 minutes give or take if you're early and leaving mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what are you gonna do with all those other hours outside of the gym that's mm -hmm. gonna help you in here and as well as your overall health um yeah outside of the gym yeah yeah i do notice the the diet portion is a huge it makes such a difference once you gain that that part of it and understand a little bit like 100%. even eating after your workout yeah like that's that's probably because i can do fast workouts no problem i can even eat a bowl of oatmeal just before i train i can do that too but it's after the training after it, for me it's so important i don't i'm not even hungry like yeah. i just have zero appetite so i do try to make sure like it is within that hour I can feel that oh my God, it's time to eat. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's when liquid nutrition can come to a factor as well, you know, having a shake or something after a workout. Yep. Even totally. when you're even when you're not super hungry, you can still kind of down that and start that recovery process, right? Because that's that's really what it is is having that meal after is you're starting that recovery process for the next day. That's right. right. You want to get a head start on that, right? That's right. You don't want to be depleted and then you know, you skip, you skip your meal after and then you wait a couple hours and then you have dinner and then all of a sudden your energy's down and then maybe you're not feeling right, you don't sleep well that night and then it's just a snowball effect. And then you wake up the next day and you go train and your training session isn't very good. <laughs> oh man, I just think of the soreness. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. So, okay, nutrition, you know, everybody's so different. Everybody, too. that's the thing is there's no... <sighs> There's no one way with nutrition. No, there's, there's every, not. Everybody is so different. Everybody's body responds so differently. You know, you think about like, some people really respond well on a high carb diet. Some people really respond well on a low carb diet. But the thing I think people need to do, well, A, number one, if you're super serious about it, reach out to a coach, yeah. 100%. I worked with a nutrition coach for three months and it pretty much, well, it didn't. Changed your it, life. It, it did change the way I looked at food pretty much for the rest of my life, yeah. 100%. Yeah, I did the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just having the, I think the the thing I gained the most about working with a coach with my nutrition was the education behind what's in food, what kind of foods you need to eat and when. And pay attention to how it makes you feel when you do ingest uh -huh. it. 100%. Because you can, you can kind of gauge, you know, whether it, that hurts mm -hmm. or it doesn't hurt. And then you go train and you're like, holy shit, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, if you're eating too much in a day, if you're eating too little <coughs> in a day. Yeah. All of these factors. So, yeah, reaching out to a coach and just don't having, not being afraid to play around with your diet as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I know. I think because we live in such a fast-paced environment that we want results like now. Yeah. Like super now. Like, like yesterday. That's the world of today. I you know, know. There's, you see on like so in, Instagram and you know all this stuff. These six week programs or get abs in thirty days and all Dude. this stuff and oh get my God. abs in thirty. I can't believe that <laughs> shit is still around. Like yeah, it's it's a huge pet peeve of mine. Yeah, huge pet peeve. I want I I want people to know and understand that the health and fitness 
journey is a lifetime. It's not 30 days. It's no. not six weeks. It's a whole lifetime. <sighs> it's so sad. That just angers me more. Than <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, I think too, like for the the beginners, when it does come time to making a change in your life, that it is important to know that it is just one foot step in front of the other. Yeah, you're just you trying know? to change behaviors, right? Yeah, that's all it is. And I think jump like taking that step to just changing that behavior can be super uncomfortable. And people see that discomfort as something that they need to retract from. Be like, no, that doesn't feel good. I'm better over here where I'm comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could even be comfortable in chaos all the time. Mm -hmm. or drama or yeah. not drama. <laughs> I think it's important that if you're trying to change your behaviors, you, you don't try to do it all at once. Yeah. You try to do one little step at a time and yeah. until, until that becomes down pat. It becomes routine. It becomes a... Yeah, an instinct almost. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, talking to, uh, you know, I was talking to, to somebody the other day about their nutrition and, you know, I asked them to give me a food log on what, on what they eat for the day, right? And the do first, you do just one day or three? or Just one day. Just, just one simple. Day. Yeah, just start with one day. And then, um, you know, the, I saw that they put cream and sugar in their coffee for breakfast and they want to, you know, cut back on some weight and things like that and, you know, the average person knows that sugar is not good for you. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> right? It tastes good, but yeah. it's not good. Um, so, you know, instead of trying to sw switch up all these crazy, you know, okay, we got we to gotta change your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was just, hey, let's cut the cream and sugar out of your coffee. Cool. Let's start with that. Cool. Okay. Keep that, keep that, uh, keep that out of your coffee. Get that behavior. Get that routine down. And then, you know, once that becomes easy or easier, then we'll change another habit. And then you just keep adding on and keep stacking on. And that way, it gives people confidence that they gain momentum as well. That's right. You try to throw too many things at somebody at once, they're gonna feel overwhelmed. They're gonna feel not confident that they can do that. They're not gonna feel like they're gonna be able to finish that task or change that behaviors. But you know, if you give something simple, one thing, Yeah. You know, some, people in their head and be like okay I could do that yeah right they believe in themselves a little bit more and then that comes down you give them one more thing and then they're like okay I could do that <laughs> and then yeah Such like I said advice. you build momentum and then momentum is so key with health 100% yeah because it is always I mean it could always go up but then it does come down mm -hmm. uh, I've talked about the slots where we have ebbs and flows in our lives. Say something stressful happens in your life. A family member dies. You can't tell me you're going to be hungry. Yeah. You know, like going through such a grieving process and you're distraught. Okay, everything's just out the window at that point. So we got to give ourselves grace too. But again, go on that bandwagon of just one foot in front of the other making small changes. Totally. Yeah. 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 And the concept of creating small wins instead of throwing this big giant goal on there and I mean it's fine to have a goal but if you're not breaking it down it does not seem you can't really see the light at the end of the tunnel totally you can even relate that to inside the gym with 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 CrossFit you know if somebody is like I want to get a muscle up right and the muscle up is that goal that's just like way far away for majority of people yeah exactly <laughs> right so you can't you can't be like okay we're gonna work towards a muscle up when 
you know, let's let's break it down smaller than that, okay? Let's let's get a pull up first. Let's get a pull up, okay? Let's get a ring dip. All right, let's get a chest to bar pull up. Okay, let's start stringing those together. And then that way, we start with small goals, we build momentum, we build momentum. We can have that the goal is just it's more realistic. It's it's more right in front of us instead of way far away. And yeah. then the goal that's right in front of us can motivate people so much more than the muscle up there, the goal that's way far away. Sometimes, you know, people are like, oh, am I, am I ever going to do that? And then the motivation goes down and then they don't, they don't work towards that goal. Yeah. That makes sense. hundred percent. Yeah. Just break it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about programming a little bit. All right. Okay. <laughs> um, so, because you do work on the side by yourself. Yes. Right? Yeah. So I have a remote coaching business as well. Like okay. Coach, coach clients online one-on-one. -on -one. Do you want to just explain a little bit? what that Yeah, for like? sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, it kind of happened organically about a, a few months ago where um, like before I was just coaching on the floor full time here at Opus Athletics home of CrossFit Worcester. That's what we call it. Um, yeah, that's what we call it. And um, yeah, just was getting a few emails through the gym where people really loved our programming here that were either previous members or they lived here and moved away or whatever the case might be. Really liked how we ran things here, ran the programming and wanted yeah, like online training or online programs. Did you do you do the programming for the gym? Yes, yes. Oh, so okay. I myself and uh, Jordan Glasser, who's the owner okay. and one of the head coaches as well here. Sweet. We uh, we sit down every Thursday and we program for the, the week for the gym. We go week by week. You do okay for our, right. for our programming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. So we're just getting some emails and inquiries about doing some online programming for people that either or even at CrossFit gyms now that just loved our programming Shit, cool. or they had a home gym or now they're just living in a place where they don't really have access to a CrossFit gym. So they're at like um, just a, a standard, you know, like quote unquote globo gym. Yeah. And um, I yeah, how so they can yeah. supersets and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, getting these emails and, you know, Jordan, who's the owner here and my boss kind of was like, well, why don't, why don't you do this? Why don't you make this a thing and help people out with the programming and things like that? And that was really cool that he had confidence in me to do that. hundred percent. Yeah. And he kind of, uh, <coughs> excuse me, let me kind of run with it and then ha had a couple clients and then just kind of through word of mouth and some momentum and they were really liking the programming. Uh, more people started reaching out and things like that. And then, um, and I was building up a clientele where I was like, shit, I got, I got kind of like a side business thing going That's on here. Awesome. Yeah. So I, it was really exciting. And uh, I wanted to take it even into a, a more serious step. And I started, uh, I'm almost done with it now, but I'm taking my OPEX CCP. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, OPEX Fitness, OPEX Fitness is a, a fitness or gym company. And their model is one-on-one -on -one coaching, individualized design. So um, online programming, but also in-person. Um, that's kind of their model. And I'm taking their coaching certificate program. So it's an uh, online course at your own pace. Kind of goes over five modules. So you go over like the business of coaching, 
how to properly consult a client, how to assess them, program design, and nutrition is all in this course. So it's pretty full on. So yeah, kind of, that's the whole wham bam. Yeah, it's the whole shebang. Yeah, so I love that. It's really exciting. So I'm almost finished with that and I'm learning even more. It's so exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so how long is the program altogether? If you're working on it full time? Uh, like the online course? Yeah. I've been doing it for three months. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. I'm three months in. I have the nutrition module to go, yeah. and then my final project, and then we're done. Dope. Yeah, so they said when I started, they don't let everybody take the course, which is cool. They kind of self-select, and you oh, have like you have like a consult interview and like what you're gonna do with the course and things like that. So they don't just choose everybody. So the fact that I even got uh, chosen to participate in the course was pretty humbling in so itself. Like, yeah, and um, yeah, so. I'm three months in. They said it would take anywhere from six to seven months, but I've just been so excited for it. I've just been hammering it. <laughs> they said, we've seen people do it in three months. <laughs> so the fact that I'm almost done three months in means I must be plugging away pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're above the average point, which is awesome because, yeah. I mean, the potential in that. So if you're going to do that great there... It's exciting to see what you're going to really do with it once you're done. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. Yeah. Um, okay. So with the philosophy of programming, how does that look for uh, a one-on-one? -on -one? Do you program like a week at a time or is it like upon assessment each time? You yeah. See so, them? so the first thing I do with, with every single client is the same thing we do on the floor here is we need to assess how they move first. So that's the first thing, right? Well, we got to we got to see what their goals are. We got to assess their movement. And then from there, we go into the program design. The okay. program design doesn't work unless it's lined up with the person's goals and where they are at with their fitness level to start, right? If I just start talking to a person, I say, hey, we're going we're gonna to squat on Monday. We're going to deadlift and push on Tuesday. We're going to pull and squat again on Wednesday and then Friday we're gonna swim and run and then Saturday we're gonna do it all over again you know what I mean Ooh. and the person just wants to live to their 80 and they can't even lunge properly <laughs> right that's yeah. that's too much to throw at somebody right oh away God. right so poor thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's taking it to an extreme but yeah, you, you need to uh, understand the person's goals, number one. And number two, you need to properly assess them so that the program design lines up with both of those things. So what do you do for an assessment? We, so I take them through a bunch of levels. So the level one assessment could be done all in one day. So, you know, it's this simple structural strength movements. Let's see how you air squat. Yeah. Let's see how you lunge. Let's see how you touch your toes. Let's see how you reach behind and touch your shoulder, right? I want to make sure that these are just standard kind of, you know, mobility, simple movements that they need to pass before we move on to level two. So keep yeah. it super simple, very, uh, very straightforward and keep it very um, structured that way. 
because then it makes it clear for the client and makes it clear for me as well to know where they're at right with, with their movement so try to keep up with the complex movements. yeah exactly and, so right? yeah if they if they pass level one then we, we get into a little bit more of balancing in level two which okay let's see how you do a split squat with no weight let's see how you do a box step up with one leg you know we start to get into left to right imbalances or anything like that right and it's not it's not really like it is a pass and fail but it's not really because there is a gray zone with fitness always yeah and um and then you know and then you keep going you go into level three we try to see you know where their strength is you know a little bit relative to their body weight so i'll take them through a couple tests let's see if um you know we'll get their back squat we'll get their deadlift we'll get their um we'll get their split squat weight so see you know how much weight they can have in both hands and do a split squat with their foot on a bench mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. like that to see really how their strength is um, they call those the Bulgarian yeah, split squat. Yeah, Bulgarian split squat. Yeah, or Ooh. rear foot elevated split squat. Dude, those are, things. Yeah. You feel those the next day. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. We did those on Monday for the class, and I think they're still feeling it. There's, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. And then going into level four is the advanced stuff, you know, snatch, clean, and jerk. See how they... Um, see how they do the, the really dynamic movements. So level four, you know, basically from level one, it's very slow, controlled, all the way to level four where you start getting into more dynamic movements. Sweet. Right, so it's basically, to keep it simple, it is you need to make sure you move slowly and controlled well before you move into the dynamic stuff, right? Okay, but now what about programming for people you're never gonna see? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, exactly, right? yeah, totally. So, um, I run everything through an app called True Coach. Yeah, and OPEC, yeah, and OPEX, um, the OPEX gyms, and most remote coaching businesses go through True Coach now, and it's really easy. Can message clients on there. They can upload videos. So if I want to see how they're moving, I can upload a video right to the movement see how they are so it's just making sure that communication through either video call I'll, i like to do monthly consults with people yeah. and just to review how the training's going and video as well is basically do you how, send how video of yourself a lot of the time no 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 no, no, no. Okay. um if i need to i will but yeah for the most part i want to see how they're moving for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so what about now you said that you're programming for gyms well possibly other gyms no not other gyms just clients who want programming oh okay yeah that they they would do my programming at their gym and not the gym's programming okay yeah. oh i see yes. i see yeah. so what if a gym wants to do your programming because they love your philosophy i would love that right <laughs> yeah so I guess for just that what would that, look has, like? that yeah. opportunity hasn't came up. Yeah, Not yet. yeah, I never know, but um, I'd totally be happy to do that. I have a lot of experience with programming for gyms. Yep. I've been doing it for almost five years, so I have a pretty good idea of what works and what doesn't now. And I'm I'm very conf I'm confident that I can I can get people fit. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and keep them healthy too. Right. Yeah. Because anybody can be fit. Yeah. But it's that other part you just Yeah, said. and that's the that's, part I really... Yeah. I really take... 
that's the part that, oh, what's the word for this? <laughs> the part that I am really proud of in my programming and what I really honor is the longevity perspective. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of talking about that earlier, just about like the get, get, get abs in 30 days or the yeah. six week get fit program. That's is, not healthy. <laughs> no. And that's not going to leave people healthy and, and fit when they're 80. And yeah. I want people to know that even if I'm, even if I'm programming for quote unquote competitive athletes, I'm still going to keep their health and longevity in mind when I'm programming for them. Right. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So what kind of, um, key things that you put in for something like that? Like what, what is, what, part of your programming what part of it would be part of <laughs> the longevity perspective you understand what I'm saying yeah yeah <laughs> so I definitely like so as we were kind of talking about before about the factors outside the gym and the behaviors yeah. that stuff is definitely so important to how they're going to live long right how you eat how you sleep uh you drink enough water you get enough sunshine all that stuff is so important yeah. for your health and uh and how you're going to live long and prosper and as well as you know, the, the program design, the thing that I kind of geek out about is movement patterns a bit. Mm. So throughout the week of a programming, we do this at the gym and, we, and I do it with my clients as well, is making sure we're every day we're not doing the same movement pattern. So I see, I see gyms and I've, I've seen, I, I can go online, I can see, you know, there's a lot of gyms that they post up their programming for the week, right? You can see throughout the week and you know on Monday they were doing front squats and then Tuesday they were snatching and then Thursday they were doing or Wednesday they were doing wall balls Thursday they're doing cleans mm. Friday they're doing air squats Saturday they're I don't know they're doing wall balls again right and then you look at the six-day week and you look at the movement patterns and you're like you need flex your knee every day yeah and then next thing you know, that Under adds tension. up. Yeah, and then, then then Sunday comes around, you're like, oh, my knees are a little sore. Well, no shit. <laughs> you did that six days in a row, right? God. But I feel like a lot of people don't look at the programming as far as movement patterns. They just look at movements. They just say, oh, the snatching's different than wall balls. Right. And, you know, cleans are different than air squats and things like that. But... You have to, you can't look at it as cleans versus squats or snatches versus wall balls. You have to look at knee flexion, bending, pushing, pulling, single leg, and core. So those are kind of the six movements. There you go. I was just going to ask. Yeah. So those are kind of the six <laughs> movements that you really want to focus on when you're programming, right? I'll say them again. You're bending, you're squatting, upper body pulling and pushing, single leg, and core. So all of those and you want to lay out the program design for the week. Do you do thoracic in there at all? Uh, I guess that would kind of go into a little bit thoracic, like your upper back. Your, well, just the whole twisting movement. Yeah, so yeah, twisting, I would say that's a little bit, probably a little bit, that would incorporate into core as well. Right. Core, single leg, and bending, I would say. Okay. The thoracic and kind of but get thrown into all three of those. Yeah, it could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like for example, like a side plank rotation. Yeah. So you're on a side plank and you twist through and then you 
reach up. Yeah. So that's when you're twisting and you're doing core at the same time. Yeah. Good thing we're videoing because otherwise nobody would have. <laughs> <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> Do kidding. that again for the <laughs> demo video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So those are kind of the six movement, the six basic movement patterns that you want. So as to long as you're getting, as long as you're hitting those within the week. Yes, exactly. Okay. So that's kind of what, what I'm trying to lay out for anybody is trying to hit those six throughout the week and you know you do that and you do it in a proper design and you're just get, you're going to be set up for success you're not you're not going to feel beat up right monday we're thinking about if we're squatting and we want to complement that we want to pair it with a complementary movement so what that means is something that goes well with squatting we'd say like upper body pulling Right, a non-complementary movement would be more squatting. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, could maybe get into that a little bit with competitive athletes. But if we're just talking about just somebody that wants general health and fitness, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, squat, upper body pull on Monday, Tuesday, let's bend and upper body push. Okay. Could throw some core and single leg even in both of those days. Totally could. Yeah. And yep. then Wednesday, okay, we're gonna. We're gonna do some single leg and we'll squat on Wednesday. And then Thursday, maybe we're taking a rest day or it just totally depends on how many week, how many days the person's training per week. But you can kind of see how that's how we plan out the week, right? By yeah. the movement patterns, trying not to, like I said, squat and knee flex every single day or bend every single day, right? I see a lot of that where, yeah. where you bend every day that's that. not good. No, it is. <laughs> that's not good, right? Your back's like yeah. gone. It's like Monday deadlift, but then Tuesday you're doing power snatches. And then Wednesday, you know, you're doing good mornings or something. And it's like, dude, you're bending every day. Yeah. Yeah. Give your back a break. Like, let's like, go. <laughs> and under most likely a lot of weight. Yeah. Too. So. Huh. So why doesn't, because I would assume that creating a program for the gym would look a lot different than creating a program for someone individually. Definitely. Right? So why is it that you guys only do a week at a time? Would it be easier to do month or is there for, a reason? That you for, the, for the group classes, we do a week at a time. Yeah. For sure, because like everybody, we're not perfect with our training. <laughs> so every Thursday when we do our programming, we review the last week and sometimes things aren't perfect. We got to tweak things as we go, right? Be like, okay, Monday, maybe that was a little too much <laughs> or, or maybe it wasn't enough or whatever the case might be. Getting the sense of how people are feeling throughout the week, uh, how the weather is as well. You know, if it's nice out, chances are people are going to be biking and running more. We have mm. to make sure we're catering our programming to that a little bit more, especially in this town, in this community. Um, it's a very active town. Here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So and also making people aware of that when they come into the gym. Uh, you know, if they are biking a ton and they are running a ton, that they need to come in and, you know, it's not necessarily about hitting the workout as hard as they can. They got to manage their intensity and their volume because, you know, hey, you just went on the 30K bike ride yesterday. <laughs> like, you don't oh. need to come in and do Fran. Like, <laughs> let's oh, come in yeah, and thanks. let's come in, let's do some bodybuilding and maybe hop on the bike for 15 minutes. And yeah. You know, if you feel good after you after you leave the gym, that's a good thing. Yeah. You don't always have to feel like you're going to die when you leave the doors at the end of the day. Right? I think that's hard uh, to not do if you're used to doing it. Yeah. 
definitely I know like for me that's what I did for like four years straight I was like melting on the floor every fucking day <laughs> killing yourself yeah I was killing myself and then uh, I took a break from that concept and it didn't change anything in the way I was feeling in my in my performance so my performance was still I was still doing better I just wasn't killing myself every time. So what for me, <clears throat> where I found the problem was kind of having was uh, hormonally, I was having some issues. Mm -hmm. And it, they weren't like great issues, but I noticed the way I was feeling yeah. wasn't feeling all that great. And I know, you know, it's a horm big hormonal change happening. You can't get yourself off the ground <laughs> or even pushing to that point. Yeah, right? definitely. Yeah, so, totally. There's, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of things going on with your body when you push yourself to a limit like that. And yeah. it's important that you limit those. And uh, you're not doing it every single day for sure. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll add up if you start It did. It, it added day. up yeah. for me big time. Yeah. yeah, big time. And that's when I hired my nutrition coach. And she changed my life. So I, I've seen her specifically for hormone therapy. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it worked. Awesome. Yeah. But... Um, Okay, so what else do we got? We got so many questions. Oh my god! <laughs> well, do you have notes? What do you? You said you have notes. Do you want to hit any of those? Or are we? Um, are we hitting them? Or are we doing? We that? are hitting them actually. I'm kind of yeah. A lot of the stuff I have written down here was um, you've already asked and I've already answered. Perfect. Um, yeah, it would definitely like assessing somebody, knowing their goals and their starting point. I had the six basic movement patterns here that you even just <laughs> brought up and I didn't even uh, I didn't even have to bring those up um, I guess one thing that is important to know about programming is how I kind of made it very simple with just those six movement patterns and it's important to make programming simple so for people that coaches or owners or things like that that or they they want to program is it doesn't have to be this crazy mathematical question and answer like yeah. quiz it mm. you gotta keep it simple yeah you gotta know you gotta know what people want for their goals you gotta know where they're at with their movement and put the right fitness plan to it yeah that's it <laughs> yeah no kidding it's so that how do simple you, do you ever get more complex say with like i don't know your personal clients do they well i mean You've only kind of just started, but I guess over time people will notice, uh, I don't know, have you, have you reached this point where people get kind of bored? I, I can't even see, I don't even know why that's coming out of my mouth because I can't see yeah. it happening. But well, I think, I think it, variation keeps it not boring, right? Mm -hmm. Making sure that you, you are making the movements, f like you can still, so from, from week to week of programming, you know, if, uh, if you know, you're thinking about your squatting on Monday and you're doing a four-week four training plan and you know on Monday you're going to squat every, every Monday for four weeks, you know, that squat movement doesn't have to be back squat every single time. Right. It could be goblet squat. It could be deficit sumo squat. You know, you can switch up the type of movement but still keep the same pattern and still create the same stimulus and that keeps it fresh and exciting for people sure does yeah so s switching up the type of exercise you're doing and 
you know, most of the time clients don't know that Monday is squat or flexion day. <laughs> They're just like, oh, I'm lunging or I'm doing goblet squats, right? <laughs> they don't think about the inside, in the inside part of the programming. No. This, they just look at the, the philosophy. Look at, yeah, they, just, they don't look at the philosophy. They just look at the sheet and they do it, right? So <laughs> switching <boring>. up. <laughs> yeah, suckers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, yeah, switching up, the, switching up the movement and not necessarily the pattern itself can keep things fresh and exciting for people. How do you determine, <coughs> excuse me, um, like, because some, some workouts can be, you know, really fast paced, like a Fran. Yep. And then you got one 18, 20 minuters. Yep. You know, how do you, how do you put those in your week? What does that look like? Yeah. So I would categorize that under energy system training, right? So you have a bunch of different energy systems and I like to keep it, well, also learning this in my course, but there's basically th three types of energy systems to keep it simple, right? You have your, your resistance training, you have your anaerobic system and you have your aerobic system, right? So to keep that a little bit more simple for people, um, you know, resistance training, you got your strength training, right? You got your lifts, you got moving something with a load on your back or, or whatever the case might be, right? Your resistance training, you have your anaerobic training, which is unsustainable effort. So that's, you know, usually really fast, high power stuff. You know, even something like a Fran, depending on the athlete, can be anaerobic. Again, if somebody's not strong enough to or fit enough to do a two, three minute Fran, it's probably not anaerobic. If they're doing a Fran in 10 minutes, you're not anaerobic mm. anymore. Anaerobic is your long sustained effort, right? So that's what you're talking about, like your 18 minute workout, right? Yeah. So you have your different energy systems. So as much as throughout the week, I was saying you want to you want to have your different movement patterns throughout the week. You also want to line up energy system training throughout that whole week, yeah. right? You don't want to go anaerobic training, anaerobic training, anaerobic training four days in a row because that's really hard on the system, right? Anaerobic training is that, well, I guess the definition of anaerobic is without oxygen, but I guess really you're never without oxygen. You just, right. you just use that as an example. Sometimes when you're in it, it doesn't feel like you have oxygen. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah, so I mean, an example of anaerobic training is, I mean, you could, you could use just take sprinting as an example, right? Yeah. Going really, really fast and then resting and then maybe doing it again and really and resting and then doing it again. That's how I like it. Yeah, Un unsustainable effort, right? Going yeah. really, really hard. Uh, for a very short amount of time yeah and then your aerobic training is sustained effort right for yeah. a long period of time so you might be thinking at, you know yeah 15 minute plus workouts or things like that yeah and um yeah so like, like those the can west qualifiers yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't want to redo those 20 minuters <laughs> yeah that's some long stuff yeah. was that that was the 20 minute gymnastics piece right that was the last one. They had like it was a twenty minute hand was, Oh, the handstand push up. Yeah, it was yeah. Like double unders and wall balls and chest of bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did all my chest of bar single again. <laughs> did you do well though? Yeah, yeah. Good. I did decent. Awesome. It was just well, it was about sustainability. I would not have been able to sustain butterfly chest yeah. of bar. I just not. I'm not small. I know these big trunk legs. You know, <laughs> like I just whatever, and it was fine, but. I was able to sustain the movements at a decent time in between each movement. Good, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it cool. was hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. made it though. I did. I made it. Awesome. Barely. <laughs> well, there's a, 
There's fucking beasts in this competition. Yeah, it's the biggest crossfit competition in Canada. Did you know that? Even their Ken East? Yep. Yeah. Biggest one in Canada. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. Well, it's a sanction. It's something to work for. It's a big deal now. It's a big deal. <laughs> Somebody was mentioning how next year it's not going to be... At Percy Perry? Yeah. yeah. Or not. I don't know. It just it would be more complicated even just to get in or... I'm not sure. I mean, I was talking to Morgan Chalk, one of the owners, yeah. and she didn't mention that. <laughs> so you're trying to get it out of her. Um, no, I didn't even think. I didn't even hear about it until after our oh, interview. Okay. I'm sure if I asked, she would have yeah. been happy to explain it. But yeah, so this this should be interesting. Yeah. Um, do you want to take a quick break? Let's take a quick break. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. In our break here, I am going to promote Gamba today. Uh, I have promoted them in my previous podcast episodes. And I do this because I absolutely enjoy watching them on Instagram. I know Sean, the creator, personally, and we have developed a personal relationship. We live very, very far away from each other but I'm very connected to their team and their athletes. I totally stand behind their apparel. And the reason why I stand behind their apparel, because it's not just an apparel, they have an athletic team that they personally pick and they have um, a bar of people who, a bar of people (laughs) that they handpick their athletes and it really is based on attitude and the desire to be stronger, better, and we can always perfect our lifts. You're never going to be perfect and it is really about just showing up and trying your hardest. Um, so I absolutely love these guys. Uh, I'm a huge believer in what they're up to. They've only been doing this for less than a year. I'm so proud of them. Check out their website, gambaathletics.com. You can order their apparel on there as well. I totally wear their stuff. Their their apparel's very comfortable and it's breathable. And I... I can't say too much, but I do know that they have uh, a women's line coming on at some point, and uh, it looks amazing. So thank you, Gamba. Love you guys, and check them out. All right, and we're back. Cheers there. This is really good beer. Yeah, it is. Whistler Brewing Co. And this is grapefruit ale. Grapefruit ale. Yum. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, so, maybe they'll be a sponsor of the podcast one day. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I should tag them in the show notes. See yeah. what happens. Yeah. We're doing some free advertising right now. <laughs> nope. Sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a few friends I'll sponsor or our sponsor I'll throw them on the podcast every so often oh cool well just to help them out totally. I don't know why yeah. not get 
the hookup, I guess. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, okay, our next topic we wanted to go into anaerobic versus aerobic, right? Yeah. And you have, uh, you have a theory on that, or is it factual? Yeah, I mean, every, everybody's going to have their own opinion, but I really do think that the the person that just wants to live long and, and healthy needs, for the most part, just some strength training and some aerobic training. So you know, you need to you need to body build, and you need to do fifteen to twenty minutes of easy work, and you need to leave the door. <laughs> that's nice. that's really like you know that you don't that the average person doesn't need to hop on the bike and hear that assault bike roar and then they get off and then they're they're rolling around <laughs> on the ground and <laughs> they're like oh my god my heart's gonna explode out of my chest when they just want to be able to go, to go a little bit longer on their bike ride and play with their kids when they're 70. yeah <laughs> totally or on the weekends yeah <laughs> exactly so i think for the most part you know if if you're just looking for general health and fitness that lot like sustained aerobic work and a good solid base of strength training is really the foundation or what should be the foundation of your fitness program for sure i couldn't agree more and anaerobic training is great and if you want to practice in it just just for the sake of practicing it in it totally i'm totally good for that just uh it's important to know that if you want to train anaerobic anaerobic uh, your anaerobic system which like we were saying, is based an unsustainable amount of effort without oxygen, right? Just to keep it's the it hard in, shit. Yeah, the the, the painful ouch. stuff. Yeah, um, you know the uh, the course that the the OPEX course that I'm taking. You know, James Fitzgerald is doing a lot of the the classroom work with it, and oh. James Fitzgerald is the the owner of OPEX. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm, I definitely look up to him, and as far as like yeah. you know, his his theories and his uh, just his knowledge and stuff, it's really awesome to learn from him and he uh he has a good hashtag for anaerobic training calls it the shitty shit shit <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's different levels of anaerobic training right you could be like you know there's <coughs> there's anaerobic training for anywhere from like zero to ten seconds and you could even get up to anaerobic training where it's into three to four minutes Ugh. right and that's the really shitty stuff that's it's three shitty to three shit shit the shitty shit about. shit yeah <laughs> Three minutes. Think about doing like a three-minute assault bike test. Hard. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm already thinking about my numbers right now. Where would I be sitting? Do 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 do. Yeah, that would be probably as long as I sat above 50 RPMs, I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be happy. But then I'd be like, don't be such a pussy. <laughs> such a mind game on that, on that assault bike. I oh, love man. it. I just picked one up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this month. And then, <laughs> so I got a assault bike. For your uh, house? Yeah. Awesome. For I got a stupid sick deal on it, too. Craigslist, of course. Wow. Yeah, 700 bucks. Amazing. Dude. Yeah. Like, and it's brand new. That's so good. And then good. I got a rower. So on Craigslist, this rower was going for four hundred dollars. I'm like, a concept uh, Yes. Wow. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> four hundred bucks. This is a fifteen hundred dollar machine. I'm like, why is it so cheap? So I drove all the way from Maple Ridge to North Van, 
to go check this thing out. It was like a goddamn dinosaur. Oh my god. Dude, the the foot paddles were wood, blonde wood like Whoa. this. Wow. <laughs> Is still cuz I I took it home. I did. But the reason why I took it was because it worked exactly the same. It felt exactly the same to what I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And it's just like Did you uh did you ever hear the story of uh Josh Bridges? Picking up a Concept no. Two rower for his garage. So I was, <laughs> this is a good story. So um, hopefully mo- most of your listeners know who Josh Bridges is. And if you don't, find out. <laughs> CrossFit Games athlete, or I guess former CrossFit Games athlete. Uh, he hasn't. He didn't go to the games, or did he? He went to the games last year, I think. He just had knee surgery, though. Did he? I don't know. I nerd out all with all the games athletes. I know everything. <laughs> I know it all. Because he's he's an older guy. Yeah, yeah. How he, old is he? I he's got to be. He's got to be like 35 now, I bet. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I guess for, I for guess. For game? Well, he should be Sam. Hitting up, he should be hitting up Masters now. I know. <laughs> killing it. He would be killing it, yeah. Shit. But yeah, he, um, I remember like listening to an interview where he was driving and he was just driving down the road and he passed like a garage sale and he like saw a rower and Josh, for those of you who don't know, Josh Bridges trains out of his garage. He doesn't train out of an affiliate, so he has just a garage gym. And he's driving by this gr- this house as a garage sale, and he looks over and he's like, "I think that's a Concept Two rower, like a fu- like a brand new one." And he goes over, and the guy that was selling it had no idea what it even was. What? He's like, "Oh, this rower, it's all like linear and shit." Like, <laughs> and then he's like. And then, of course, in his head, he's like, this dude has no idea what he's talking about. Like, and then, um, and then, like, what do you want for, what do you want for this rower? And the guy was like, oh, I don't know, a hundred bucks. What? And he's like, I'll give you 50. <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, but I think he got that rower at garage sale for $50. Dude. <laughs> like a new C2 rower. Wow. Threw it in the back of his truck, brought it to his garage. <laughs> $50 at a garage sale. Shit. And the guy that I bought mine off of did his research. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a CrossFit athlete. He literally just used it to train for rowing. Yeah. And it, it just started collecting dust. So he just kind of compared... I probably could have talked him down, but I'm like, fuck, if it's, I was planning on spending $1,500. I'm like, I'll just take it. Yeah. <laughs> but 50 bucks, okay, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's free at that point. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, free. you just shat that out. And yeah. You just, no, yeah, it's in your whatever. garage. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about good timing. No kidding. No totally. kidding. Huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the, so anaerobic versus and that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you um, like common questions that people ask why is it important to not just do cardio people just want to do cardio yeah right totally um, why don't you share a little bit of like your knowledge and philosophy on that I mean yeah. there's a shit ton of facts on it but yeah I know people still do that and yeah totally right well I guess the first thing is if you ask that person, you maybe ask them what the definition of cardio even is to mm. keep it, yeah, the, kind of mm. like get them to really think. And they're like, I just want to do cardio. It's like, well, what's cardio to you? Is that, is that going on a 30-minute run? Is that doing a CrossFit workout? Is that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's your definition of cardio? So huh. even like asking them, the person that 
first off, gives you probably a really good idea how to answer that question to begin with, <laughs> for <laughs> <No> sure. <shit. laughs> um, but definitely, so they just want to do cardio. Well, what I would ask that person is what their goals are, for sure, right? Going back to the- Going back to the goals. Going back to, okay, well, why, do, why are you doing fitness, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely, I, I really like digging deep into people's thoughts and why, why they do what they do, mm. because then it really gives me as a coach a clear understanding of how to really set them up to for success, right? And for what, how it lines up with their goals. But just for the sake of an example, let's say they, they just want to do cardio because they want to go on their bike for a little bit longer, right? But every time they get up the hill, their legs start to burn out. And it's, and it's they're like, I need more cardio for my legs. Well, it's like, well, maybe you need more strength training in your legs to be able to flush that lactic acid out. Or you need, you know, to build an, an uh, a tolerance to yeah maybe you, yeah maybe you, maybe you need a little bit more volume so you're able to to uh, to withstand you know that long bike ride or whatever the case might yeah. be right but um, I would say the the resistance I I believe everybody should be doing resistance training it's so important it keeps your it keeps your joints healthy it keeps your muscle fibers intact it keeps them healthy because if you're just doing cardio all the time all the time all the time you're like you're breaking everything down you know you don't have a you don't have you need that strength base to be able to be resilient and to be able to bounce back from things and <coughs> really have a strong foundation for everything in your life if that makes sense well yeah i mean the facts are there. Mm -hmm. The stats are there. Yeah. If you want to live a longevity life and live to your fucking hundred, if you want. I'm living till I'm 150. Let's go. Right? Let's do it. <laughs> I know. But like you do need to incorporate some sort of strength training. Yeah. It is. It. It, ha it does need to be a part of the whole system, the whole works. Yeah. Um, I love, <laughs> I listen to Shrugged, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And Ryan, bitch, yeah, chalk. His thing on real chalk, real chalk. <laughs> his thing is like when he sells his programming, he's all about the bodybuilding and the dynamic fitness. Yeah, right. And the strength training, well, bodybuilding strength training, but then getting your cardio in with that. Yep. You know, dynamic. It just like it's just the perfect couplet. Yeah, definitely of it all. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, I would say that a lot of his training is on the, is on that. Uh, you know, he does resistance training, and for the most part, he does aerobic work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's, you know, I've seen I've seen his workouts. You know, he'll do a bunch of bench press, and then he'll go on the rower, and then he'll go back and do a bunch of bench press, and then he'll go on the ski erg. Yeah. Well, what's he doing? That's like my favorite. He's doing thing to do. cyclical aerobic work. For anybody mm -hmm. who doesn't know what that means, cyclical is you know kind of one constant motion at a time so you're thinking like biking rowing skier that's all cyclical movements running things like that um another another fancy name for that would be like monostructural work but mm. again just to keep it simple just think machines yeah. <laughs> to people and um and he's doing resistance training right so that's really what what people need they need resistance training and they need aerobic work. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing that Ryan Fisher is doing, 
I guess that's maybe caught people's eyes that's a little bit different is he's combined it into one workout instead of two separate pieces. Totally. Yeah, totally. Well, utilize that time. Yeah, I would say that the, the most important thing about, and I mean, I, I don't know him and I, I haven't used his program, but I would, uh, I would say that probably the most important thing about his program is the people that are doing it need to move really, really well because for the most part, That's a good when he's point. combining both of those things, you're moving under fatigue. Yeah, yeah. And when, you're not, when you don't move well to begin with, and then you're and then you're asked to move under fatigue things can get a little hairy yeah can get a little hairy right <laughs> so that's the thing that's, that's the thing a very good point yeah very good point so you know you're definitely <coughs> uh, an intermediate to advanced athlete would definitely do quite well with that but i would say for a beginner that would be a, t a tough program to to do because yeah. they probably don't have the proper movement patterns yet to feel confident to you know go on the rower and then get off and move well and do right. resistance training, right? They need to, a beginner athlete needs to just focus on the one thing. Okay, let's just focus on the squat. Let's move well in the squat. Yeah. Okay, that's done. I wonder what his foundations program looks like then. For his gym? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, shit. Totally you kind of see how that, how his, how different programs cater to different levels of athletes yes. for sure yeah yeah that's for sure because okay so something that I'm like totally like obsessed about is the mindset mm -hmm. so when you're training um, what do you think of what do I think of when I'm training yeah like say when you are under fatigue and you do have to perform you know high complex movements yeah what are you thinking what am I um, as far as trying to move well or is trying to push through a workout? Uh, a bit of both. A bit of both? Like the whole thought process because all that shit would run through my head. Yeah. Right? I definitely think about staying calm. Staying calm is so important in a workout. I think if you stay calm, you'll move, you'll move better instead of trying to be super hectic. Yeah. But I think as well as developing good movement patterns when you're not under fatigue and then really hammering that over and over and over and over again. And then when you are tired, that becomes your natural movement pattern and you don't have to think about it as, as much. That's kind of just how you move. Yeah. That's so important, right? So when, you're, when you are pushing hard through a workout, you have to think less about how you're moving and it's more about just doing the movement and then that's how you're gonna move. As far as like, pushing through when it hurts and things like that or even like some days when I get up and I and I'm going to the gym and maybe I'm not motivated I'm very lucky to have a lot of, of buddies and friends in the world of CrossFit that are you know competitive and, and higher level and you know sometimes when I'm not ma motivated I mean Andrew's a great example <laughs> big tree big tree, big tree <laughs> is you know if I'm not um if I'm not feeling it that day in the gym and I'm walking in and I've definitely said this to myself a bunch of times, you know, oh shit, like, you know, whoever is, is busting their ass in the gym today, like I need to do that as well. Like, right. It's like an accountability factor that you don't even have to talk to the person or anything like that, right? You can just feel it. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely need an outside 
well, I don't need it, but it helps to have an outside goal or motivation like the Canvas Games in 100%. July. 100%. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So I need to, I, you know, I know that that's coming in July and I need to, I need to train hard for that, right? And What's your, what does your plan look like for that? Have you established For my anything? training? Yeah. Well, I have a coach. Oh, good. Yeah, so even coaches need coaches. Yes, this yeah. is great. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I work with Michael Fitzgerald from Optimal Performance Training. Okay. So um, it's actually James Fitzgerald, who I'm learning from in the OPEX course right now. Michael is his brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, so um, he programs for me. He's my coach, and we're getting together a training plan to crush it in July. Good shit. It's awesome. He's coming out. He's coming out to Vancouver. He's from Calgary. He's coming out to Vancouver. Yeah. So he's coming out to Vancouver for the Canvas Games and sweet. It's gonna be sweet. We're he, he try has to a, get him on the podcast. <laughs> do it. Yeah, and he's not? got um, he's got he's got a few athletes that are going to the Canvas Games as well. So, sweet. Yeah. So it's gonna be good. And uh, yeah, that's that's what we're gearing up for yeah. in July. Yeah. So do I you really have... want to make the finals. That's my goal. Yeah. 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 Last year Shit. I came. Last year I came twenty second. Yeah. Which, it was my first time really at a big CrossFit competition where there were some big names, and I was looking around. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like I'm just like this little kid from Whistler, <laughs> and I'm not a very big guy. And I'm looking yeah. at these guys, and even in the warm-up area, like there's a max snatch event, and I'm just like seeing all the weights getting thrown up. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like, this is crazy, and. Um, but it was so it was so awesome at the same time, right? You had fun being part of it. I had so much fun. But you were indie. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I went you. elite men last year and came twenty second. Yeah. And had some really good events and had some really bad events. <laughs> yeah, I'd say my highlight was actually the fir- the first event. So the first event there was uh, what was the workout again? It was a ten minute workout. It was twenty burpee box jump overs, a four hundred meter run, and then you went to the pull-up bar, he did 30 chest-to-bar, and then he did 30 dumbbell clean and jerks. And double? Then, yeah, double, yeah. That was, so it was 100 pounds total. That was pretty gnarly. Ooh. Ooh. And then in the remaining time, so however that long it took to, for you to do that, AMRAP, handstand walk, in remaining time. And how long was... It was 10, I think, pretty sure it was 20 feet there. In, or it was like 20 feet, 20 feet, 20 feet, 20 Ooh. feet. Kept going as many times as you can, handstand walk. And handstand... It was in 10 minutes? Yeah, so if it took you like seven minutes to do the work up to that point, you had like three minutes to handstand walk as much as you can. Did you do it already? What's that? Did you do that already? That was last year. That was oh, like, that was last year. Yeah, oh, so okay. I thought you were talking yeah. about that was your no, no, no. program. This, this was at, that you were like, that, wow. One, no, this was at the games last year. Okay, okay. And uh, I did team, so I'm like. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the events were probably a little bit different. Like, yeah. 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 And uh, and I knew handstand walk was like, like handstand walk is like my best movement. Oh, good. So, and it was event one. I was like, okay, yeah, I got to go for it. And I came fifth. So <gasps> I was like, that was like, okay, good start. <laughs> and then, uh, and then on day and two. you're about to get humbled. Yeah. Humbled sandwich. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> day two was, uh, was a rough day for me. There was, uh, there was the ski ergs. We're at, we're at the Canwest Games. And funny, we, we just got ski ergs in our gym on Friday. But up to that point, I'd never used the machine. Oh, shit. I never touched it. You and didn't? Did you even try it in the warm-up? I did, but I, 
I didn't really know what I was doing. I was yeah. trying to get tips from like other athletes and things like that. And just people hanging around the warm up area. I'm like, how do you even use this thing? And got in the middle of a workout. And as soon as it got hard, like I've never, I didn't know what it was like to, to do that under fatigue or how to push on that machine when it got hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just crushed me. And Did I, it? Yeah. Oh, I think I, was like, I, I think I took like a 34th place or something like oh, that. Okay. And then that was a rough day two. And then day three was a little bit better. I climbed back up. There was like a sprint event, yeah. which um, my background was hockey. So I had okay. like uh, some good experience in like in quick sprints and things That's like right. that from dryland training. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah that brought me back up to 20 seconds. So ah. It was like good day, bad day, good day. So good days, two or three days, one really bad day. So I'm just hoping that this year I have three good days. See, <laughs> and I, okay, so it makes me think about that second event. Is not, doesn't, doesn't make you less of an athlete. You just had no experience in the skier. Yeah. Really? A little bit. Right? Yeah. I mean, okay, for anybody who hasn't tried a skier, how would you describe to use it? How would I describe to use a skier? Yeah. Uh, don't use your own. Don't only use your arms because that's pretty much what I was doing. Were in the you? Event. <laughs> I was basically just doing tricep extensions. Oh, um, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I've with a little bit of experience on it now. I've figured out to really drop your body weight down and use your weight for your momentum, and then recover on the way up and then drop your body weight down again and that way it kind of spreads out the fatigue instead of just isolating it only in your arms which yeah. really that's what I was doing at the games last year I was just only using my arms have you and seen the videos of people using it for the first time in competition no I should be on that video <laughs> no there was this one chick and she was literally just going like it wasn't even um she wasn't even really pulling the tension through at all like she was just it was like she was just playing with like the loose string yeah <laughs> it's like the funniest thing i've ever oh, like man. one of the funniest things i've ever seen but yeah and then the other part with the skier is you want to give a good reach up yeah like yeah. like swimming yeah right so in a front stroke you want to really reach get the length yeah yeah definitely. get the length do that too with the uh the rower i love rowing so I find, yeah, that the reach forward. See, I was taught by somebody that said that if you reached too far forward in your row, you're expelling too much energy, like unnecessary energy. But I found that to be contrary because when I lean forward and pull back and bring up the dowel a little bit higher, I can get a calorie every single pull. And typically when it's just a regular row, I can get, you know, one calorie pull for like three or four pulls and then it's like one and a half or yeah like whatever mm -hmm. yeah so I yeah mean, yeah i've definitely found in the ski to get the length i'll go up onto my tippy toes mm. to get length especially because i'm one of the, a shorter athlete and then i'll drive down and bring yeah. my heels down as my body weight goes down yeah yeah but, yeah and then thinking about the core yeah really like definitely squeezing those abs mm -hmm. okay ski ergs good times <laughs> i'll get lots of practice on it this year before yeah we play the games. you're gonna have yeah. to get some sweat on those machines yeah they look a little too new they're shiny right now <laughs> yeah we'll just get some shiny with some sweat <laughs> yeah we used them in the class yesterday it was pretty good we did oh, good. A, we did a workout it was uh 500 meters on the ski 500 meters on the row and then 1k on the bike 
<laughs> for time. The Aerodyne or? The Echo Bike, yeah. So we got Rogue Echo Bikes here. Your so it's the same as the Assault Bike. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's the same? The oh, same, the I same, see, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. arms, the flywheel bike. I thought you were bike. just talking about the bike that... Oh, the, the con no, that would, no, that. <coughs> the, the bike with the arms. Yeah. yeah so the flywheel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. Is that one, that's an older, older. That's yeah, just, uh, so those are still flywheel bikes, right? Where the, it's, there's the wheel in the middle. But yeah, they're definitely old school, for sure. Schwinn. 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 So they, oh. just, they just don't calibrate calories. Okay. Um, yeah, they're well. First off, they're like the resistance on them when you're going is not the same as a salter echo bike. Oh, it's not. No, eh? it's not. It feels a lot easier, a lot lighter. So it's hard to gauge. Is the that a bike with arms? Yeah, they they both are. They both are. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they're old school. Just different. They're both Schwinn. Reminds me of um. um Schwinn, Schwinn. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> Dave, are you there? Oh shit. I've got a brain fart now. now and when I say it, you're going to laugh because I can't believe I forgot. Um, oh, now it's going to drive me nuts. I'll just text it to you when I figure it out. All right. <laughs> I almost want to say, dude, where's my car? But that's not it either at all. That's a good movie, though. So is. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, okay. So to wrap this up, I always like to ask people like who are just obsessed with life and just like super passionate, like, especially with in health and fitness, there's such a, there's so much we can say that makes such an impact. But for you as a leader, what would you, what's the message that you would love the world to know? What do you want to get out so that everybody can just hear and see and like resonate with that. Oh man, that's a big question. Yeah, I like it. Sorry. Though. Okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> what do I want? What message do I want to send out to the world that everybody can resonate with? Yeah. Is I want people to live the life that they want to live and not have it dictated by others or their surroundings. Mm. So if you want to go travel the world, go fucking travel the world, man. Like, do it. Yeah. Life's short. You want to, if you want to go run a 10K, go run a 10K. Do it. Like, who's saying you can't, right? I hate when people put the word I can in front of things. Oh, I'll never be able to do that. I can't do that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, who says you can't? That's how I grew up. Yeah. I did. And it was like jaw, jaw opening how much in the, that belief I was in that I can't, yeah. I can't. And it would always like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. It took so much work to yeah. realize that I was just telling myself a story and it was total bullshit. And who's anybody to say I can't do something? Yeah. I got a nine-year-old daughter who is like, she's very petite. My kids play lacrosse. Cool. Well, and my son plays hockey, but yeah. she wants to do lacrosse. And she's probably one of the smallest people out there. And this is funny because this is a little story. So <clears throat> she's a friend, Thailand, and they played field lacrosse. So in box lacrosse, that just like took their skills to the next level. So they're, they're like killing it out there. Yeah. They've had to put the girls on separate teams because they're still balancing the teams. 
they're not tiered them yet. They haven't tiered them yet. Yeah. Um, but my daughter, Charlie, she's like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going <laughs> to murder her on the floor. And I'm like, Charlie, don't talk like that. <laughs> and Dave, my husband's like, Tiff, stop it. No, stop. Like, stop telling her to stop doing that. <laughs> I'm like, Dave, that's like so barbaric. Like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> but our son didn't have that mind frame. He felt like he couldn't do things. Like, it's almost like he took that on from me somehow. I never said he couldn't do anything, yeah. ever. But he didn't have that mindset, but she does. And she actually doesn't feel like there's nothing that she can't do. Mm -hmm. She's the smallest one out there. She's crushing it. People are going, what the, how old is she? Like, mm -hmm. you know, and that's like, that is the perfect example of if you think you can do it, you can. Mm -hmm. Why, why not? Why yeah. not run with that? Yeah. Why, why sit in the belief in the stories that we can't do things? Yeah. One of the things that, um, yeah, that's so true. That's, that's such a cool story. One of the things that really resonates with me with like kind of doing doing whatever you can do is um, speaking of Ryan Fisher was on his on his Instagram story uh, it was a couple of months ago he was as just it's so funny I still remember an Instagram story because it was like so impactful when I saw it was he was walking because he lives in he lives in California yep. and he's walk he's walking on the beach there and he's walking in front of all these fancy houses. And he's, he has his phone out and he's just talking to himself on the phone and just wondering what people are thinking anyways when, when he's walking. Just I know talk, exactly talking what you're saying because he's actually told this story a few times on his podcast. Yeah, so he's talking so, yeah. about how he walks by all these expensive houses instead of thinking about like, what, is that, what does that person do for a living, right? Like, oh, they, they must be a doctor or they must be um, a super famous person, whatever the case might be. But he kind of changed his perspective and was like, well, that, that person just must be really passionate what they do because when you're passionate something you can do anything with it right yeah you could be if you're really passionate at coaching go be the best coach you, out there yeah right if you're yeah. if you're passionate about you know curing cancer at a hospital go be the best doctor that cures cancer at the hospital like you know yeah. if you're yeah. passionate about something go and do it and it sounds so millennial and cliche of me but it's really true it like, is true yeah we've kind of stepped away from that that mindset for so long that we're just we're it's now such a strong tool we use it all the time like yeah you know the whole mindset thing the the, the stories that we tell ourselves that you know, when it's these limited beliefs they are bullshit stories they're just things we made up fears yeah. Fears are based on something that's not real. Mm -hmm. It's like you literally made that up and now you're scared of it. It's like people are afraid of spiders. Yeah. What do you think the spider's going to do to you? Yeah. I hope you're not afraid of spiders. I'm not afraid of spiders. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My sister's like totally, deathly afraid of them, but it's like, let's get real with, let's get real with the situation. Let's put some logic and put the emotion aside. Yeah. Is that spider going to jump on your face and, and eat your brains? No. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that spider's scared shitless of you, and that is the reality of it all. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's set the emotions aside. Let's set aside the limited beliefs and the bullshit talk, and let's go, let's get real with what we're dealing with. You know, fuck, if, if you want to make the games, is that realistic? 
fuck, I don't know, NHL, same thing, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the kids, all the parents are like, my kids are going to the NHL. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just relax. You got a lot of time before it's even considered. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah, I remember that. Right? Did you have those pressures as a kid, by the way? No, my my parents are, didn't pressure me or anything like that. I was cool. just I was just really passionate about just playing hockey and being the best hockey player I could be. And uh, yeah, there was there was no outside pressure really, cool. and that was it was awesome. And I think and as I was growing up, my end goal was to play college hockey and get on and go, go play it and be on a scholarship yeah I ended up doing that which was awesome and oh, then you it, did. yeah and anything after that was was gravy but I got into college hockey and, and and I got my scholarship and then after a year it just wasn't what I expected it to be mm. and I left I left school just because it I, what did you go to school for what did I go to school for mm -hmm. I was taking communications okay yeah so like business media and journalism things cool. like that and after a year, I just was not enjoying it. Just was not what I expected it to be. Decided to leave, and my parents were totally okay with that. They were totally oh, they on were? board and totally supportive. The fact that I was like kind of turning down this opportunity and things like that, but uh, I knew I wasn't happy. In Your this, heart wasn't there. Yeah, my heart wasn't oh. there. My my I wasn't happy in the situation that I was at, and I think that's my parents didn't pressure me into staying or anything like that just because they wanted me to make the NHL or they wanted me to finish out school or anything like that. The most important thing was they just wanted me to be happy. Aww. And they're like, if you're not happy there, and if you leaving and coming here back home is what you want to do, then we'll fully support you in that decision. Dope. Yeah, so it was really cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So how old were you when you quit? 21. 21 yeah oh cool yeah huh. yeah intense mm -hmm. yeah it was but you're happy now everything happens for a reason it does yeah it totally does you're like no regrets yeah you're like so passionate like I can just feel it mm -hmm. you know and when Andy took uh sent me your name I was yeah like, hey yeah yeah I know that guy yeah I came, <laughs> came in for the open that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah it was fun it was a yeah it was a decent score nice yeah no, that was was, a, was that the last workout the chest to bar thruster? No, no, that was the second to last. Oh, the snatch. Uh, yeah. Snatch burpee, right? Uh, snatch chest to bar. Was it a burp? No. It, no, 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 it, it wasn't a snatch. It was shit. What was it? Ooh. Ah, it's all a blur. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I can never remember what the, the which workout was what. Which workout was what? Yeah. It just it happened and then it just I left it on the floor. Yeah, yeah. The open's pretty hectic here. We get a ton of visitors. Oh, you did, eh? Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, good. Just because, well, I guess at Whistler in general, you get a ton of visitors, and then when the opens here, you have to do the workout when you're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. So we get we get all those visitors, and it's pretty cool meeting yeah. people from from all around the world. It was fun. Okay. It was fun, and the vibe here totally rocked. Okay. The chicks are awesome. Like you had a couple of the girls that were just like are awesome yeah. like, and I feel like as a female it's it's really it's hard to get to see that in other females right? yeah just like fist pumping fucking everybody's like yeah yeah it's cool yeah it was it's cool, really cool yeah. yeah I enjoyed it we got some badass chicks in this gym yeah, yeah. sweet <laughs> I love it yeah cool well thank you so much for joining me you're and, welcome um, thanks for having me yeah 
Is there anything else that you want to add before we tie her up? Um, if you are serious about your fitness, get a coach. Get me as your coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do have a website though. If if anybody's interested. Yeah, where can and, we find uh, you? Yeah, we're gonna put uh, it in the show notes too. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I have a website, aeperformance.ca. So that's just ae my initials performance.ca. So that's my remote coaching company, AE Performance Coaching. And yeah, one-on-one individual design. I'd love to get you on a a free call, free thirty-minute call. So no charge and. Um, just get to know you and see if me being as your coach is the right fit. Sweet. Yeah. I, yeah, love, I, like I just that. love talking to people, right? So yeah. even if you just want to want to get on a call and just talk, I'd be happy to be happy. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Totally. Are you single? <laughs> <laughs> you want to just talk? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thanks Austin. Okay, thanks everybody for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. And if you did and you are loving what I'm putting out, it is so important to me that you do a rate and review. I know that the platforms are changing all the time, um, and which is amazing. It's so good. It means that they're evolving and they're doing great things. And that's kind of what I need. I need to hear from you guys on how well I'm doing so that I can keep putting out this amazing content and uh, whatever I need to do to entertain you and help you learn and build confidence and you know hopefully you can resonate with what I'm putting out there so in order for me to know yes I am hearing your kind words but for the internet to know what I'm doing and how well I'm doing I need those rate and reviews Uh, so I mean it only takes a second really we're always we're always on our phones anyways let's deviate just for a second to help a sister out okay thank you so much everybody I love you I love your support and all your kind and love words loving words and we will see you on the next episode take care